G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. So it's my my, uh, honour to be able to welcome to the phone lines today our good brother Stu Miller. How you doing, mate? Doing great, thanks. How are you, Matt? Very good. Now, uh, you and I have uh, chatted on the radio uh, before. I know you've been a regular on Neil's program as well. Uh, For those who don't know about Train to Proclaim, uh, give us a little bit of a background of your ministry, mate. Well, like the name suggests, we train people how to proclaim the gospel message. Uh, We know that Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and we know that it's a bit of a challenge for us to, to know how do you do that? How do you create an opportunity to share the gospel? When you do have an opportunity, what do you say, and how can you say it in a in a way that people will understand that are from a non-church background. Mm. So what we do is we uh, we produce resources and we uh, run training events in churches helping uh, pastors to equip their people to be able to be more effective in sharing the gospel. And I know you've got a great app, which I've got on my phone here. I've used it a, a couple of times. What's the, what's the app called? It's called G7 or Gospel in 7. You can get it for Android or um, iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, or iPad, so you just go to the app store and type in G7, G for gospel, and, and the number 7, and uh, it'll pop up. It's a blue icon, and it's a fantastic way to share the gospel. Wonderful, mate. one of our flagship uh, resources, because it's, uh, you know, in our day and age, in our culture, uh, people are on phones all the time. If you've ever jumped on a bus or a train or even just walked around town and looked at what people are doing, go to a cafe... People are all all on phones, and mm. so we're, we're, you know, if we're looking for a culturally appropriate way to share the gospel, why not put the gospel on a phone? Because people are so used to looking at it. Even the sort of person that's like, "Hey, back off, buddy! You keep your religion to yourself," is like, "Hey, it's on a screen; it must be okay." Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that's so true, you know. And and how do you, how does it go with you when you're out sharing it with people? Do you get yep. a lot of good response? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. People, I think, appreciate um, when there's something to look at. So you're not sort of eyeballing the person. You're not looking them in the eyes and feeling, particularly when you're talking about, you know, sin or hell or judgment or some of the, the weightier parts of the gospel message. Uh, it can be quite icy and a bit tense, a bit confrontational when you haven't got a tool to look at. But when you've got an app and you're sitting side by side, it's like, well, the app's speaking to us. It's like, you know, I've done this, have you? Yeah, mm. well, we're on the same boat here, you know. Mm, so mm. It sort of gives this, rather than me versus them confrontation, it's more, what does the Bible have to say to us? It's a lot more relaxed and, and loving in, in the way that it comes through. Mm, so good, mate. And I love the fact that uh, you, you've travelled around Australia, New Zealand, many different nations of the world sharing the gospel, and you've you've developed a whole bunch of different creative ways to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's your advice on you know, how we can be creative in the way we share the good news? Well, I think um, definitely using technology um, is, is a, a great way to share the gospel. We, we can use um, multi, uh, social media, like uh, post things on Facebook. Uh, um, we can uh, use YouTube. 
we can obviously use the app. Is we can use um, I use cards as well, um, which link to a website that we put together, AnswersAboutLife.com. Mm-hmm. And so I find, I mean, if I'm buying my gas mat and I'm, you know, got three people behind me, I'm not going to whip out my phone and say, "Hey, can you help me out with something?" And you know, go through a seven-minute presentation on yeah. my phone with someone. You just can't do that. So I'd, I'd have a, in in my wallet. Uh, a bunch of cards. It's just got answersaboutlife.com. Check it out. Oh, yeah. It's got on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just give it to the person behind the counter and say, hey, when you get a break, have, it, have a look at that. Oh, good. And they're like, oh, hey, thanks. And it's, it's just one way of getting a, you know, so we, you can use websites and, and YouTube links and all sorts of things. What I would caution, though, is if you are going to share the gospel on, on Facebook, don't be the sort of Christian that, that just slams every time you're putting scripture or putting something Christian on. Mix it up with, you know, I, I like to do about one to four ratio of, of funny things or, uh, you know, something about my family or whatever to one Christian post. So it's not like when everyone sees my name, they're not like, oh, scroll. <laughs> just like, you know, slamming the, his Christian belief on me again, you know. Yep. Uh, so try and mix it up. And also I think, just think about what, what you post. So mm. is it going to connect with non, non-church non people? Is it sort of jargon-free? Is it uh, something that they would relate to? Um, certainly the, the uh, presentation of the gospel we've got, we've got a video uh, that's been shared over a million times now. It's had been viewed over a million times in, in various um, YouTube and, and other uh, platforms. Uh, you can you can uh, find that on YouTube as well or on our website, trainsproclaim.com. You can actually upload it to your own YouTube accounts or you can just link to it um, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But that's another great way of having a gospel presentation that's that's well produced um, to get to get through to your family and friends that don't know Christ. Yeah, it's great using uh, media, but like you say, you've got to be careful of jargon, you know, like you don't want to do a post and say, are you washed in the blood of the lamb? Would oh, you, no. Would you like to repent? <laughs> you know, like people are like, what, you know? Um, and I, exactly. I've heard you share before about uh, you're actually cautious in quoting Bible verses. Uh, you actually do share God's word, but yep. you you don't say, you know, Romans 8.28 says this, 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 or, you know, John 3, you know, you actually share the, the message of the gospel, but you don't actually quote chapter and verse. Tell us a bit of your uh, philosophy on that. Well, I think um, when I look at the scriptures, I, I don't see any example of Jesus or the apostles um, ever using a Bible verse with a non-Jew. So if we want to be biblical in the way that we evangelize, I, I think we shouldn't be using the Bible. <laughs> I know that sounds like a contradiction, but uh, according to the Bible, the, the, uh, the way Jesus and the, the disciples evangelized is that they whenever they spoke with Jews they quoted scriptures because mm. the Jews understood them but whenever they spoke with Gentiles they used parables and stories and, and illustrations um, I mean Paul when he was going around uh, in the book of Acts from Ephesus to Corinth to all these places I mean he quoted um, at one point their own poets he looked at their altars and you know talked about their altars and the altar to the unknown God and, and started there to preach the gospel but but they never quoted the scriptures to, uh, you know, an audience that didn't understand them because they wouldn't understand. Mm. And we've, we've got exactly the same problem today. I mean, even a simple scripture like John 3.16 can be very easily misunderstood. Mm. And there's a lot more complicated ones like, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're hard to understand. But even John 3.16, if you look at that, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, shall not perish or die, 
but have everlasting life. So if you believe in Jesus, you're never going to die, but you're going to live forever. Mm. What? Are you serious? You can't really believe that, Matt, can you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, people just... They, they, Non-Christians are very polite, I find. They, they smile and they nod, but inside they're thinking, man, you're a wacko if you believe that. Everyone's going to die. There's only two sure things in life, death and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So, yeah, it's, it's a really... I think we should think about it. You know, if, if you're wondering about this, do a Bible study. Try and, try and find an example where it's, uh, the scriptures are ever used within mm-hmm. non-Jew and then sort of think about the way that we evangelize. We've really got to be um, relevant. Obviously very biblical and theologically sound and actually communicate the whole gospel. We don't want a wishy-washy social modern gospel that's no gospel at all. Mm. But at the same time, we want to want to really uh, communicate in a language that people can understand. Mm. That's good, mate. And I'm just curious to know a bit about, um, you know, thinking about the biblical uh, pattern of evangelism. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, you and I, we know a lot of evangelists, right? We, we're in that world. We, we know the Billy Graham Association guys and yep. their style. We know Bill Newman. You know, we yep. know uh, the mega Pentecostal guys, you know, signs and wonders. You know, there, there's many different flavors of evangelism, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I find that uh, there's uh, and, and it, some interesting differences in the way people evangelize. So some of my Pentecostal buddies... It's all mm-hmm. about signs and wonders. They're all about getting a word of knowledge and praying for someone's healing and, you know, doing something supernatural, and then mm-hmm. they share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Whereas the more conservative guys are more focused on just talking, conversational, relationship, sharing the gospel, and then, you know, leading people to Christ, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I think both are good. I don't think we, we need to do either or. I think both end, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But let, let's, just, let's just unpack that for a moment. So... Say you go up to someone and you talk to someone yeah. and you see that they need healing or you, you get a prompting from God to, to offer to pray for them, you know. Um, mm. That's very biblical, isn't it? You need to be open to supernatural things and not just, uh, you know, using words to win people to Christ. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, definitely. Mm. I mean, you know, praying for someone um, and seeing God move powerfully upon them I mean, if they have some sort of an experience with God or experience a healing or, uh, you know, can tangibly see that God is real and working, uh, that is going to be hugely impacting on their life. Mm. Um, so definitely. Um, but what I'd say is that I think we need to be careful that we don't, um, because I notice there are some guys who just go down that line. They just go out and say, hey, you know, do you need healing for anything? Let me pray for you. And they don't actually share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and I think that's the concern for me is that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. Now, I'm also aware that in the times of Jesus, you know, the Pharisees and, and many others saw the miracles of Jesus. They saw mm. the power of God at work, and yet they still didn't convert. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so miracles and, and healings in themselves won't necessarily convert someone, but the the gospel is the thing that is the power of God unto salvation. So we've got to keep that in the forefront of our mind. And, and so I like what you said. You know, I, I think, you know, it's not either or, it's both. Mm. Um, and the important thing is that we don't we don't miss out on sharing the gospel because we're solely focused on the supernatural. Yep. So what about the 95% of Christians that have never shared the gospel, or, or that, sorry, that have never led someone to the Lord? 
Mm. Um, you know, I've heard that stat before from Greg Laurie, and you know mm-hmm. that's obviously a US stat, but it's probably appropriated to Australia. So uh, most of the people who are Christians who are listening to us now have never actually led someone to the Lord, mm-hmm. and uh, there's probably a whole bunch of reasons. One of them being fear would probably be the biggest one that they just have never. They, they thought, oh, we'll leave it up to Stu Miller; he'll go and do that. Leave it up to <laughs> the pastor; he'll do. They'll do that. But we're all called to evangelize. So just speak to that 95% right now. Um, how can they overcome that fear? And what, what do we need to do to kick them out of the nest to you know, activate them? Stu, go for it, mate. Preach it, brother. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, I think, first of all, we, we, need, to, we need to be trained. Yeah. Uh, we need to get some good tools uh, that we feel competent with. And I, I think... You know, people have been to evangelism seminars in the past and they go, oh, well, I've been there, done that, and it's not really for me. Um, Because often the tools that are out there either have been designed in the States, which have sort of a a base knowledge of Christianity, although becoming less and less so. Um, And so the tools assume a base knowledge of Christianity, and so they... It's got full of jargon and, and religious terms, Christian terms that, that people don't understand in Australia. So the response isn't all that good from people. Uh, the other thing is that, um, you know, some of the tools assume that you've, you know, got the gift of the gab and they give you a number of questions and you've got to ask those questions and then, you know, sort of depending on how the person answers, you've got to negotiate your way to the next, you know, explain how they're wrong and negotiate your way to the next question and then you ask that. So you've got the structure, but you really have to have the gift of the gab and, and a lot of people just go, man, that's not me. I, I can't do that. You know, mm. what if they say this? What if they say that? I, I don't know what to say if they say this. Uh, whereas, and I think we need some tools that are really simple and easy to use that anyone can use. The thing I love about the app, the G7 app, is that anyone can use it. As long as you can read, you can tap on a screen, you can do it. And that's, that's the cool thing. Like, you know, it, it, you don't need to have any evangelistic tendencies or yeah. gift of the gab or be an extrovert. Anybody, children can use this. If you can read and tap on a screen, you can make it happen. Mm, so that, that, I think, gives people a lot of confidence. I mean, I, I wish I had a magic pill that I could send out to anyone um, who uh, struggles with fear and that, that, that would help them just get over fear because I'd be... Um, sucking them up myself yeah yeah <laughs> because it, it all of us you know um i don't know anyone that doesn't uh, experience some degree of, of fear obviously mm. the more that you do it the less fear you have mm. but there's always that apprehension you know what how are people going to respond um and you know but most of the time i think if you use a really good tool and you're loving uh and the, and the, the spirit that you do it in is is very loving towards the person I find that 95% or probably 98% of people at the end thank me, uh, mm. which is a great response. And you know, so there's not a lot to be afraid of, really, if you've got a good tool and you do it in the right way. Mm. Um, but uh, it still takes courage to do it, and, and we just need to pray and say, God, give us that courage, give us that boldness, help us to take the opportunities that uh, come our way and help us to be creative and bold and, and create opportunities in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. And I can't find the stat uh, right away, uh, Stu, you might know the stat, but I've heard a statistic recently that something like 65% of Aussies are actually open to a spiritual conversation. Uh, yeah. Have you heard similar stats to that? Yes, I have indeed. Mm. And I think uh, I think, it, think the way the question is um, phrased is that open to a, a spiritual conversation that's done in the right way or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the key thing. Uh, I think if you're 
you're pushy and you're a bully and, you know, you're trying to push something on someone, if you go about it in the right, wrong way or if you use a, a, an archaic, you know, uh, jargon-filled presentation, then people are just like, hey, go away, I, mm. I'm not interested. Mm. But if, you're, if you've got some good quality modern tools and you go about it in the right way, people respond really well. Mm. They're open to a conversation, um, but they just want, they don't want it, anything forced on them. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think I think part of the the reason that we we can end up being sort of bullies or high pressure salesmen is that we want to get the result, we want to get someone saved, and we've been hounded by this that you've got to go out and save people. Mm. And the good news is that we don't we can't save anyone anyway. Yeah, yeah. Only, only Jesus can save people. Yeah. But the good news is that what we're called to do is to preach the gospel. Mm. So mm. when we when we share the gospel with people. We're doing our job, and whether they respond or not is firstly not up to us. It's their response, it's their yeah. responsibility. And secondly, it's the Holy Spirit moving upon their lives. And we're, if we're the first link in the chain instead of the last link of the chain, we're, we're all part of, of that process of someone coming to Christ. And that's mm. a beautiful thing to be a part of. And so I want to encourage every one of the listeners out there that if you sort of feel like you know, you've been told, hey, you've got to save people and, you, and you've got that in mind, just relax. And just say, you know what? It's great to be a part of whatever part of that process. If, if the person's ready to give their lives to Christ, hallelujah! That's awesome. Mm, mm. Uh, that's a great, great thing. But if they're not ready, and you've been just a part of, you know, and an important part by communicating that that message of the gospel with them, then that's a great thing. Yeah, and and another state I've heard is I, I think something like uh, it takes sometimes up to twelve gospel interactions for someone to actually come to faith. So yeah. you might be the first one, you might be the tenth one, you might be the twelfth one. Um, right. Either way, you're sowing a seed and you yep. might be watering a seed every time you chat with someone with a, uh, a spiritual conversation, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's good. Th- those positive encounters with Christians are really, really important and it's, it's very unlikely that someone's going to meet a Christian for the first time, mm. hear the gospel and just respond. I mean, a, a miracle can happen in their life, but most of the time... Like the statistics suggest, you know, it's, it's multiple encounters with Christians and uh, positive, positive encounters before someone will step over the line and give their life to Christ. That's good. Well, that's a great challenge to everyone listening to us right now. If you've never stepped out and started sharing your faith, having a spiritual conversation with someone, maybe mm. today you'll come across someone. And you mm. can just start that conversation, have a chat. If you do want to download the G7 app, it's a great tool. Just search mm. for the G7 app at the Android or, or iPhone store, Apple stores. Um, and what's the website if people want to find out more about your ministry, Stu? Uh, traintoproclaim.com. It's train and T-O uh, proclaim. And I know that you're available to preach at churches and do seminars as well. We've had you at New Hope. Everyone loved it. Um, yes. you know, it's got people fired up to share share their faith. And you're, you're available. You'll travel. You'll go anywhere, Absolutely. hey? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if people want uh, any video resources, we've got them on our website. There's also a DVD available in the Vision Store Oh, cool! Um, called Reaching People You Don't Know, How to Bring Christ to Your Community Without a Crisis to Your Church. It's a great video series. It's 10 five-minute videos, and one of them's on conversational evangelism. So if you're sort of interested in how do I turn a conversation towards Christ, how, you know, how do I have a spiritual conversation, get a hold of that DVD. It's only $15 on the Vision Store, and um, yeah, and that's a, that's a great resource to have. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much, Stu. God bless you. All right. Great to be on the program. Talk Thanks. soon. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.